Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. Amen. 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 See, that's cold word for old when they start calling you uncle. <laughs> Who called me uncle? I am uncle. I'm old. And, uh, you know, I- I'm going to say this. Um, a few weeks ago, we were in uh, somewhere ministering, and uh, they introduced me as uncle. And uh, the pastor said, that's my uncle. That's uncle. And uh, my wife was laughing at me. She was just, I mean, she just thought that was the funniest thing in the world. She said, you old. And so then she posted something on uh, Instagram. And I think it was um, Kyra who said, all right, auntie. I said, now there you go. You old too. (laughs) That's funny that we're old. Amen. But thank God for old. And, um, but before we, before I get into the word today, can you just uh, really give God some crazy, stupid praise for Pastor Vincent and Mashanda? Y'all need to come this way. Y'all come this way. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. And the reason, the reason I say that, you know, I thank God for institutional ministries and churches. For those who don't know, those are churches that were established many years ago. And uh, they used to sing songs like, we come this far by faith. And I was like, why are they so emotional? Okay, so we came this far, but until you've been there from the beginning, you really, you, now I, I have a deeper appreciation for that song. That we've come this far by faith. And uh, I just want to publicly say thank you. Um, Thank you for obeying the voice of God. And um, seeing where God has brought you from. When I first met them, they would drive to Houston. Y'all don't understand what I'm saying. They would drive. I remember one time you drove without Vincent. You don't even, you may not even remember that. I think you drove one time. He stayed back and you drove. See, you didn't think I remembered all of that. But to see where God has brought you, how God has elevated you, and uh, I'm just so godly proud. I'm so honored that you would, when he asked me, my, I almost fell off the chair when he asked me to come. And, uh, but I'm so grateful to be here. And right way, can y'all just go ahead and make some stupid praise again? Come on. The other day we were traveling through the Poconos, and... Uh, Stopped at a service station, and uh, I went on inside, and my wife stayed outside, and I said, uh, when I came back, I saw her talking to this guy, and uh, he was all greasy, you know, he, he was a mechanic, he was on the uh, service station, and I got in the car, I said, baby, who's that guy you talking to all that time? You know, I was watching, I was getting my award, but I was looking at the, you know, 
And she said, that guy, believe it or not, we went to high school together. And, uh, you know, we were high school sweethearts. I said, now, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that you married me and, uh, you know, uh, the apostle? And almost great high and all of that stuff. She said, well, if I had married him, he would be the apostle. You'd be out here pumping gas. So would y'all just show her some love because I am what I am. Lord Jesus. Boy, boy, boy. And then I've heard her speak in tongue last night like I never heard her speak in tongue because LSU beat Alabama. My God. She's a graduate of LSU. Man, listen. I got a hangover. I almost went and got me a joint. I mean, I mean, I mean. She was, boy, she was praising God. Some of y'all, how many, some of y'all that had to get a joint after you had a rough, a rough day. Come on, to raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. Don't you raise your hand. I'm just kidding. Don't y'all raise your hand up in here. And then she got my daughters involved. I had one daughter graduate from the University of Georgia. My God. Then they all, they just all got in on that thing. They, I mean, they had a good time at my expense. But publicly, we're going to forgive you. In Jesus' name. Mashanda, I was waiting on you to sing your song. Won't he do it? I kept waiting on it. But he did, they, they didn't come through. Amen. They didn't come through. Are you ready for the word? Make me feel good like I'm back home in, in Georgia. When I say, are you ready for the word, can y'all just say word up? word up? If you're ready for the word, shout word up. Word up. Those of you that are watching on the screens, if you, don't be, if you wouldn't mind, would you just tap it on the screen and write it in? Those who will stand for the reading of God's word out of Ezra chapter 8 verse 5, it says that we stand out of reverence for the reading of the word. Amen. Amen. The Bible says when he opened the book, the people stood out of reverence. And then you can get back on your, uh, sit back down if you like. I'm going to read from Joshua chapter 1 verse 2 says, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready, whoo glory, to cross the Jordan River, yes Lord, yes Lord, into the land I'm about to give to them. He said this to all the right way nights. Glory to God. So I want to talk about for just a few moments this idea that you have been cleared for takeoff. Somebody shout, we've been cleared, we've been cleared. You, you, you may rest your feet if you can. You know, there, there is a moment in time where we must, what I call, uh, escape from the, uh, uh, we're being emancipated from the preoccupation of our past. Let me say that again. There is a moment in time where we're being emancipated from the preoccupation of our past. Oh, this is a moment God has cleared you for takeoff. And my question is, why are you still sitting in the same place? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I really believe that God has greater for right way. Mm, there are some key phrases when we talk about being cleared for takeoff. Pastor John, I need you to help me with this now. There are some key phrases. Notice what he says now. He says, get ready. That is an indicator that God has cleared you for takeoff. Come on, talk back to me now. 
The Lord said to Abram in uh, Genesis 12 and 1, he says, go. That's an indicator that God has. Come on, y'all. Y'all going to work with me today, right? Luke chapter 5, verse 4, he tells, he, tells, uh, he tells Peter, launch out. That's a good indicator that God has. Oh, I, I think we're almost ready. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 28 through 29, Peter saw Jesus and said, Lord, I want to do what you're doing. And he says, bid me to come. And what did the Lord tell him? He says, come on. Oh, yeah, that is an indicator that God has. And I want you to understand that they, God wants you to understand that you have permission. Oh, somebody just needed to hear that today, that you have permission. And I need you to know that you're not crazy. And anybody ever been around some people, you wanted to tell them what you wanted to do, but you didn't feel free? You wanted to tell them your dream. You wanted to tell them your aspirations. You wanted, watch this, here's another word. You wanted to tell them your heart's desire. But you say, wait a minute, they can't handle that. They can't. Come on, raise your hand if I'm talking to somebody. They can't handle it. But today I need you to know that you have free will in this place to make it known that you're getting ready to take off. As a matter of fact, you might be sitting in the wrong section. You might need to get your stuff and move Say so you ain't spoke to me since I've been sitting here. Don't wait till I take off to want to know me. If you don't know me now, glory to God. I dare you to get your stuff and move. You're sitting in a section. You ain't sitting in the right section. You might need to move right now. Oh, glory. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Watch this now. Watch this. Because I really believe that this is the will of God. Um, there are those of us who feel as though we're too old. And then I've heard things like you're too young. You want to. You're moving too fast. Anybody ever heard that? Uh, but you're never too old to take off. Abraham, can I just call the roll? I, I, I'm about to go back to my Baptist roots. Y'all better help me here now. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. You're not too old. <laughs> Sarah was 90 years old. Oh, I feel like, I feel God right there. Caleb in, jo in Joshua 14 was 85 years old when he said, I need you to give me my mountain. Yeah, Nelson Mandela was 76 years old when he became the president of South Africa. Leonardo da Vinci was 52 years old. Come on here, when he painted the Mona Lisa. Oh, I feel God right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rosa Parks. Y'all know Rosa. Come on here. Rosa was 42 years old. Come on here when she launched the Montgomery bus boycott. Albert Einstein was 26 years old when he developed the law of relativity. Pele was 17 years old when he won his first world soccer cup. Oh, my God. And Mozart. Come on here. Where my musicians at? Mozart was five years old when he wrote his first concerto. I need somebody to know you're not too young and you're not too old to take off. See, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought I heard a B3 in here. I thought I heard a B3 in here. Oh, somebody shout, I ain't too old. I ain't too old. I ain't too young. I ain't too young. You know what I love about flying? What I love about flying? Somebody said, what do you love about flying? It does matter who's sitting on your row. <laughs> I think you ought to check your seat today. I think you ought to check your seat. 
And you need to check your role because there are, there, there are at least four or five kinds of people you need on your role. Yeah, yeah. See, this is a big plane. This ain't no little private. This, this ain't no little private concoct. This is a big plane. Somebody say, we on a big plane. Yeah, and, we, and we, got, we got more seats. If you have ever flown Emirates, you understand that, that even in the coach, come on here, they have, they have six, six, six seats on a, in the coach section in different sections. And then, you know, then you have the lie flat seats, and then you have the first class seats. Anybody ever flew, flown uh, Emirates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say, not yet, but you've been cleared. You've been cleared. You've been cleared. You've been clear. But, but listen, what I've discovered is on, in, in, the, in, the, in the house of God, in, in order for this church to take off, we got to be sure of who's on the road. You, first of all, you need a believer on your road. You need somebody who can believe even when you don't believe. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Yeah, yeah. You can make that. Yeah, you can write that new song. Yeah, you can start that. You need a, some believers on your road. But then I also believe that you need some praisers on your road. And then you also need some, some worshipers on your role. You need some intercessors on your role. Oh, glory to God. And then watch this. Here's, here's, one, here's one you don't think about. But you need somebody who will pull their earrings off. Who will pull that Vaseline off. And say, guess what now? If you're messing with my friend on my role, you're messing with me. Listen, why don't you go ahead and check your row and find out who's on your row? Who's the believer on your row? Who's the praiser on your row? Who's the person on your row that'll fight for you? Glory to God. Go ahead and check your row. Y'all ain't talking. Y'all ain't saying nothing. If we're going to take off, we got to have the right crew to say this plane ain't going down. Here it is, here it is. Can you put my image of, of, of the brain on the screen? Can you put my image of the brain? There it is, there it is. Y'all give the media department a great big offering of praise and celebration. I need you to understand that. Y'all read that, ready and read. Your life. Mm-hmm. Ooh, glory to God. Your, your, your life can only move in the progression of your thoughts. So if, 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 you, if, if you're telling yourself that I'll never be able to own my own house, if you're telling yourself I'll never be able to do that, guess what? It'll never happen. If you look in the mirror and say, I'm gonna, you know what? I'm the ugliest person in the world. You're going to always be the ugliest person in the world. Sometimes you got to look in the mirror and say, oh, you sure do look good. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, I know I got old now. I know I got some extra stuff right here, but you can't tell me that I ain't carrying a six-pack. I, I see something different from what y'all see. You know some people like that. They put stuff on you like, I don't know what they saw in the mirror. They didn't see what you saw. They cleared themselves before they left home and said, oh, we can go with this. We can roll with this. Um, I, I, I cannot make that statement and not substantiate it through the word of God. If you had it, if, 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 do you have the message translation? And that's Matthew chapter 9 and verse 30 says, become what you believe. Oh, come on here now. That's the message translation. Somebody shout it out. Become, become 
He says, yeah, yeah. He said he touched their eyes. Really, when he says eyes, really what he's saying is he touched their minds. Oh, come over here now. He touched their minds, or they touched their eyes and said, become what you believe. Oh, my God. It, 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 it almost happened. It could have happened. Somebody shouted out, what happened? It, it, it happened. Why? Because they were here based on, come on here now, the progression of their thoughts. You ain't seeing nothing, but it's already done. Somebody says it's, it's already happened. It's already happened. I, I, I want to move here because um, I want to take you somewhere. Uh, how much time do I have? Do I have a clock? How much time do I have? I got 37. Okay, yeah, we can, we can get here. We can get here. I want, I want to introduce you to something, a, 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 a teaching that I've been doing. I, I want to incorporate that in because I really believe you got another gear in you. Let me say that again. You, 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 I, I know we've got, I think we've got, uh, how many days we got? We got, uh, this, this is the sixth, so that's 20, that's uh, 20, uh, how many? We got 24 and 31, that's 55. You got another gear in you for these next 55 days. I'm, I'm, I'm good right there, I'm good right there. You tell, so tell somebody, if God can create a world in six, I thought I was, I thought, I know I was at the wrong way. I thought I was at the right way, church. If God can create a world in six days, what can he do in these next 55? I dare somebody to put a praise on your next 55. Don't wait till the battle is over. I dare you to go ahead and shout now. So, so, so we understand there, the, the, uh, with our human thought life, we function in, what we, the, in several dimensions. There is what I call the first dimension. That is a straight line. But the moment the pencil touches the paper and you begin to draw that one dimension, that first dimension, it augments its shape. And that means that that straight line only has one path. The moment the pencil touches the paper, it augments the shape and it moves it into the second dimension. The second dimension is where we find squares and triangles. Come on, y'all work with me here. You guys are, are, are much smarter than I am. I'm, I'm, I'm just going on what I heard somewhere. But then there is the second dimension where we see squares and circles and all those kinds of things, rectangles and oxygons and come on here, polygons. Some of y'all really did well. Believe it or not, I didn't do well in geometry, but I, I read this somewhere in a book. But then there is the third dimension, and that's where humanity lives, you know, and it, it is, it is uh, the place now where we, originally we only had length and we had width, but in the third dimension we now can add height. Can I, can I teach, preach for just a moment? We add height to the situation. And so that is where most of us live. We as humans, we live in the third dimension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody say in the third dimension, in the third dimension. But God told me to tell you that there is a fourth dimension. <laughs> We've discovered this fourth dimension in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. And it says, and the world was dark and the world was void and it was empty. <laughs> Check this out. And then it says, and the Holy Spirit hovered over it. Mm. 
the Holy Spirit hovering over it changed the shape of what was void. It changed the shape oh my God, of what was empty. It changed the shape of what was chaotic. Glory to God. And God says, when you got saved, he slipped something in you. Oops. <laughs> oh, let, me, let me move on this side right here. When, when he got saved, he put something in you. He slipped something in you called the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit allows us to function in this fourth dimension. Somebody say, he put something in me. He put something in me. And this Holy Spirit allows me to float in the midst of turbulent times. This Holy Spirit allows me as he guides me. He gives me revelation. He gives me insight. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard, and neither has it entered into the hearts of men what God has in store for them, but it is only revealed by his spirit. Oh, I told you, you've got another gear in you. Tell somebody, I got something in me. I got something in me. <laughs> that allows me to recognize that I'm in love under new management. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it allows me, watch this, it allows me to overcome air. So I'm able to do in this fourth dimension what my humanistic body cannot do in the third dimension. I'm able to boldly go where no man has. Beam me up. Come on here now. And when I'm talking about being cleared for takeoff, God's got something in this next dimension that you haven't read about in the Bible. I cannot make that statement, Dr. Robinson, without clarifying that statement. I really believe that God wants to do something in his word that we haven't read about. Why do we reduce to God to only what we have read in the word? When I'm tapping to this fourth dimension, God wants to do something that you haven't seen him do in the word of God. Okay. Oh my God. You, you, okay, okay. Can I give you an example? Somebody say, make it plain. Um, a, few, a few weeks ago, we were in, um, where were we in Punta Cana? Where were we in, in Mexico? What, what part of Mexico were we in? Uh, Playa de Cama. We were in Playa de Cama. And so um, there was this restaurant. And in the restaurant, before we could get in, it was a long line of people. Somebody said it was a long line. And so we were able to get up to the front. God gave us some favor. And... Uh, the uh, maitre d', the guy there, he said to me, he says, uh, what kind of food do you like? He said, well, you know, we like seafood, you know. And uh, he says, you like, you know, you like steak and chicken and stuff. Yeah, we like all that. He says, well, come on. He comes in. And uh, we look at the people behind us. And you know, <laughs> y'all know, know that look right here. <laughs> you know, make you feel like you're somebody. So we sit down. 45 minutes later, we notice that everybody that we passed had their food on their table. 
Now the Birmingham coming out of me. The Alabama coming out of me. Come on here now. And uh, I said, hey, man, I need to holler at you. We got here before all these other people. And I'm trying to figure out why we ain't got our food. He looks at me. This is what the guy said. He's looked at me and says, be patient. Y'all know, come on, how many of y'all would have started speaking in tongue right now? So, uh, you, you must not know who I am. Yeah. And so, you know, Ellen and I was giving her leave, and about two minutes later, there was a long trail of servants coming out with trays. And when they came out, they set the food on the table, and I'm like, me and I said, well, we ordered all this. We, we, you know, who going to pay for all this? And the people around us, check this out, they looked at our table and said, we didn't see that on the menu. The owner stood up and said, I created something just for them. Y'all missed that. And when I'm telling you that God wants to create something just for you, that you can't just get off the menu. I dare you to tell somebody, I'm special to God, and the owner is creating something just for me. Somebody say, just for me. Just for me, baby. It's not in there. It's not on the menu, but he loves me just that much. God wants to take you somewhere where your friends haven't gone. God wants to build something in your life that your friends have never built. I want to prophetically say to you that God wants you to build a palatial structure. Somebody don't know what palatial is. He wants you to build a structure, glory to God, that when people will come from near and far, their mouths will drop and say, we have never seen anything like this right way. Get ready. You have been cleared to build something that no other person. Somebody, I want something that ain't on the menu. Those of you that's married, I want a man that I ain't seen before. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I don't want him dusty and crusty. Come on here. I want a man who, who can love me like I ain't never seen a woman get loved before. I thought I had the right way. Is, is it the right way or wrong way? All right, so how do I get to this place of being clear for takeoff? Y'all ready? I think I got some power moments. Put my first power moment up on the screen there for me. And uh, you must uh, eliminate excuses. <laughs> yeah, somebody said I got to el eliminate excuses. Um, listen, I, I want to say it this way. When God schedules an appointment for your takeoff, if you miss your appointment, he's not obligated to reschedule. I can drop the mic, right? I almost dropped it, but I ain't pay for this mic. Tell somebody, say, come on, shout out. If God schedules your appointment to take off, if you miss your appointment, he's not obligated 
<laughs> oh, glory to God. Listen, you, 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 you know, I had a guy, I had a guy, I had a guy. I saw you playing golf. I was upset you didn't invite me. I saw a guy playing, um, and, uh, you know, we were on the golf course. We just got through playing golf, and, you know, I, I didn't tell the people that I was a preacher. When I'm playing golf, I try to tell people that I'm a preacher because that golf will make you say some stuff. But they knew there was something, something strange about me because they were trying to offer me some, some Hennessy and some uh, stuff on the rocks and some cigars and some extra stuff and, uh, that I don't do no more. I used to, though. I used to. I used to. <laughs> but I don't do it no more. And uh, Pastor John helped me preach this thing now. And, uh, and so afterwards, they said, man, you know, they finally, they finally got the nurse. and said, man, what you do? I said, oh, Lord, I'm a preacher. Oh, man, I knew something about that dude, man. So then they want to ask me about church. I'm like, I don't want to discuss church. I'm on the golf course. But they kept asking me. And then we got to the subject of saying, well, you know, and God says, well, I just don't go back to church. I used to go to church. But, you know, I just been waiting to hear from God. <laughs> oh, my God, he opened up that door. <laughs> so I asked him, I said, well, did you wait to hear from God? To tell you to come out here and play golf today? No, I didn't hear from God play golf. I just wanted to. I say going back to church means that you just got to want to. Isn't it amazing how spiritual we get? When it comes to the things of God. Oh, my God. Nobody, God didn't say, you know what? Thou shalt go, yeah, to Los Cabos. You cleared yourself to go to Los Cabos. Thou shalt go, come on here, and build this humongous house. He didn't say that. Watch this. You desired to, and he bagged you up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do know in 1 Samuel chapter 17, uh, David's brothers were sitting around. They were complaining. How big the giant was. And in verse 26, David says, I just want to know one thing. What they going to give me if I go kill that giant? God never told him to go kill the giant. He just wanted to know what was in it for him. I heard Dr. Robson say, sometimes you ought to give with the expectation, God, what's in it for me? I'm about to jump. I'm about to launch off myself again right here. Yeah, yeah, and God backed him up. Well, stop waiting on God to tell you everything. Sometimes you have to say, God, this is what I desire to do, and I'm getting ready to go, and I just need to know you behind me. The man who sat at the pool of Bethesda, he sits there for 38 years. Here's his excuse. I ain't got nobody to help me. I got to pay all these bills by myself. See, you got a man. I ain't got a man. That's an excuse. The person you saying got a man, they don't want that man. Glory to God. <laughs> See, you got a hub, and they don't like that. Listen, you know what I'm amazed about, Dr. Robinson? The people that are married don't want to be married, and the people that are single don't want to be single. The people that married, most people that are married trying to figure out how can, if, I could, if I could get rid of you, I would. You have not been cleared to do that. 
guess what? The man could have dropped, tucked, and rolled. Anybody ever been to Israel to the pool of Bethesda? Oh, my God. We got to get a trip together. I've gone, I think, five or six times. Y'all want to go? Okay, Dr. Ross, we got to put that together. When you go, you could, you, when you go, you're going to see this. The man could have sat on a step and scooped his way down. Why are you telling us that, Pastor? Because you're waiting on somebody to do for you what you can do for yourself. I pay my own bills. I take myself out to dinner. My youngest daughter, she said that. She kept saying, I'm going on a date by myself until she got her man. Now she keeps telling my man bringing me dinner tonight. Amen. Ask the people around you, stop waiting on somebody to do for you what you can do for yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have time to do all of this. Let's, let's go to the next, let's go to the next. Yeah, let's go. Is that my clock right there, 12 minutes? Okay, good. Tell them somebody, we can get there. There are two killers of success are procrastination and complacency. <laughs> I'm so tired of people talking about what they're going to do. If you ain't going to use the pot, get off the pot because I, 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 I can't wait any longer. You're holding me up. You're holding me back. So when you're going to do something, you know, I, I, I'm, 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 ama I'm amazed at the people who've been dating for, for, for uh, 24 years. We're going to get married one day. Well, then let them go so they can find somebody else. I'm going back to school. What you waiting on? Huh? I'm going to get that new car one day. What you waiting on? Go get it. Hey, matter of fact, today you've been cleared to go get it. You know when I discovered having the right credit report is not the criteria. I got some stories about not having the right credit and got everything that I wanted and desired. And God gave me some stuff I didn't even know how to ask for. I just gave it to me. All right, so everybody said we got to eliminate excuses. And I could go on about eliminating excuses, but the second thing is you got to exercise your faith. Now that starts with your mind. Somebody said with your mind. The woman who had an issue in, uh, what was that? That was uh, Mark chapter 5. I thought y'all would come and work with me. Verse 28 and 29, the Bible says, the AMPC, the Amplified Classic Version says, she kept saying to herself. Sometimes you got to talk to yourself. And sometimes you got to talk to yourself till your faith can catch up to your mind. Uh, okay, I, I know Dr. Robinson and, 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 and Pastor Mashandra has have to talk to you guys about being ambassadors for Christ. I'm pretty sure at some point. But as an ambassador, I'm only allowed to say what the governing body who has, who has given me the assignment, I can only say what they tell me to say. If I say anything other than what I have been given permission to say, then I become illegal. Okay. As an ambassador, my, what, I can only say that by his stripes I am healed. 
As an ambassador, I am a lender and not a borrower. I can't keep saying that I can't pay these bills. You make yourself an illegal. And when you are an illegal, they have the right to put you out of the country. So she kept saying to herself, Oh boy, I felt that ball. I didn't mean to say that like so she kept saying to herself. Watch this. If I can touch, if I can touch, watch this. Did Jesus tell her to come touch? No. She had, come on, who said that? Get my wallet and give who said that? Go get my wallet and give that man a what a $50 bill out of it. Listen. Wasn't that, was that you? It's, y'all got it so dark in here. Y'all know I'm old. <laughs> Tell Pastor John, go get my bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen. See, she had a desire to touch. Oh, my God. See, listen, stop praying for your needs. Oh, let me say that again. Stop praying for your needs. When God saved you, glory to God, he also took care of your needs. Now you need to start believing for your desires. I never forget, in, 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 Atlanta, in Atlanta, we have this place called J.J.'s Rib Shack. J.J., you know, J.J. is a very voluptuous person. And uh, she, she has trouble because she's so voluptuous that she leans over the counter and she says, what you want? I said, I want, I, want, I want a rib sandwich, small end, you know, heavy sauce. Wonder bread, soak it in the sauce. And uh, it's going to be two hours before you get it. So you may as well go to the mall and then you come back. <laughs> and yes, we don't have no size. That's how she talks to you. No, 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 no customer service whatsoever. But there's a line that's stretched outside of the building. And so one day when I finally got there, by, by, after you waited two hours, you stand in line, and you just, everybody just start eating. You can't, you know, you waited that long, you just go eating. So one day this lady walks by me, and she sees me with my bread with my sauce on it. And, uh, you know, I mean, y'all, I got some real barbecue eaters in here, I know I do. And my bread was really soggy and just really, you know, just, I didn't even really want the meat. I just wanted the bread with the sauce on it. And uh, she walked by me, and she said, uh, uh, where you get that bread from? I said, I got br- my, my bread inside. I said, you ain't get no bread? She said, no, they ain't give me no bread. I said, you better go back in there and get your bread. <laughs> so she goes back in there. When she gets there, she looks at big tiny, tiny land on there. She said, do bread come with this? And I need you to know that when God saved you, bread came with your salvation. Y'all missed that. <laughs> you need to ask God, God, do bread come with my salvation? I need to know, is there anybody in here who believes that bread does come with your salvation? God didn't save you to be broke. He saved you so you can have some bread with your salvation. Look at the person on the side. Do bread come with my salvation? You need to ask God, God, where my bread? Y'all ain't saying nothing. You know you need some. I dare you say, God, where my bread? He said when, he, when Israel came out of Egypt, they didn't leave out empty-handed because bread comes with your salvation. 
you got to have faith for your bread. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Y'all sit down, sit down. Bread comes with my salvation. I got a quick question. I'm getting ready to wrap it up. Um, where, where Pastor John go? If, if the, I, I got to ask this question. 16 years. I'm going to say 16 years. If something were to happen to Pastor Vincent and, and um, Pastor Mashanti, who would take over? Y'all quiet on me. Don't, 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 come on, come on, come on. I'm going somewhere. Don't, oh, God. What, what, what Pastor John at? Who, who's, who's your armor bearer? Come on, Pastor John. Where you at, man? So, so, so I, I don't know, but for, for the sake of it, listen. I have not had a discussion with him. I haven't had a discussion with Dr. Vincent. But I, I want to illustrate something for you. Amen. If something were to happen, I'm just, you know, I just watch how you serve. I want you to stand there, and uh, I want you to stretch your arms out. No, no, but you got to turn around. got to turn around. And uh, hold, got to hold one on the other hand. I just need to hold your hands out straight. Just stay right there. And so, um, when I begin to think about this thing of being cleared for takeoff, it's very important that there is somebody who has a different perspective um, before you can actually take off, um, they're um, in a different location. They have a different view. They call it the control tower. And they can see planes coming and they can see planes taking off and they factor in the weather. They have a heavy responsibility. Oh, my God. That's what the pastor has. Yeah, I, I didn't want to use him in the illustration, but I'm really referring to him. He has, the, he, he, he has a heavy responsibility because of what he's carrying. How you doing, bro? Your arms heavy? They, they cut it tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's how your pastor feels. Uh, but he understands that he has an assignment. His assignment is to clear you for takeoff. <laughs> Boy, I got some preachers over here on this front, on this row. Yeah, yeah. But, 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 but then he understands that what he's carrying is so valuable, he can't let it drop. What he's carrying in these bottles are all the stuff you told them. What, 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 what he's holding in this bottle is all of the stuff that he can't see, so he can't let it drop. He has an assignment, and yet with all that's going on, he has to carry the weight of the ministry. He has to carry the weight, glory to God, of serving God's people who many times are stiff-necked. I never forget, I, was, I had a motorcycle, and I, I would ride my motorcycle, and I would hit the, hit the hump, hit the heel, and I would take off on one wheel. Somebody know what I'm talking about. My sister saw me doing it. She says, Chris, I want to do it. And so what happened was, I said, well, get on the back. Let's go. And so we would get on, and I would hit the hump. It wouldn't get up in the air. I said, what's the problem? 
when I looked back behind her, she was dragging her feet. So I'm trying to get the wheel up and she dragging her feet. And God's trying to clear this church and launch this church. And somebody is dragging. How you feel, Pastor? You all right? See, I, I, see the Bible says, yeah, yeah. See, see this is how he feels. Yeah, you say, well, if I was him, but you're not him because you couldn't carry this. I don't care if I'll never come back. I still got enough places to go preach. <laughs> you know, it's heavy, ain't it? He's carrying the weight of your family. He's carrying the financial weight of the ministry. See, if I was closing in the Baptist church, I'd say, put me in C-sharp, but I ain't doing that right now. Oh, but in uh, Exodus 17 and 12... Moses had Aaron and he had her. I just want to ask this question. How long y'all going to let him keep climbing up on the ladder? How you feel, bro? It's easy when they're riding in that nice car, isn't it? It's easy. It looks good when he's putting on that, that nice thin. Y'all know he can wear some clothes. I said, look, he be peacock. It's easy. It, it, it's more to it than just peacocking, ain't it? It's trying to clear you. But you know what I see? I don't see nobody trying to help him. Y'all been shouting amen. He trying to clear y'all to take off. Oh, my God. Girl, 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 there you go. At any time, you, you welcome to come help. On one side, we've got prayer. On the other side, we got praise. But isn't it amazing that out of all these people, during the week, we can only get two people to come here. Lady Mashonda got to sweep the sidewalk. Got to hang up the decorations. Y'all ain't getting, I ain't getting any amen to that. You've been clear to serve. Y'all just going to let these two just, just do it all by themselves? Ain't nobody else going Ain't nobody else going here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the reason you need his arms up is because as long as his arms up, the ministry can flourish. Okay. Brother John, now, Brother John how I feel now, sir? Feel better? Yeah. It's not as heavy, is it? Yeah, did y'all see his eyes? He's, I thought he was getting ready to cry. <laughs> That's how he feels some days, but he can't. Oh, my God. How do you know when it's your time to take off? You ought to get excited about your future. I noticed that when the plane gets ready to, to take off, they have what they call pushback. And there are people who are down on the ground I like to transpose that to say, they're saying, let's praise for your takeoff. Yeah. I need to know, is there anybody in here who can lift your hand? Yeah. And say, right way, let's get ready. 
because our pastor is clearing us for takeoff. That's good. Y'all let him go. Y'all let him go. Now watch this because I'm getting ready to go. Before I go, I got to tell you this one last thing. Dr. Robinson doesn't know this, but I have my, 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 my pilot's license, aviation license, whatever you want to call it. And uh, I had to get ready to uh, fly solo. It's easy to fly as long as you can see the instructor right beside you. He said, the day is the day. I said, what day? <laughs> what you talking about? You talking about Willis? He said, today is your day. You've been waiting. You've been training for this day. It's time to take off. So I get up. I get 5,000, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, 9,000. I get to 10,000. And I look down in the cockpit. You good, Brother John, Pastor John. I get down and I look down in the cockpit. There's a snake. Break up, break up. Oh, nah. There's a snake in my cockpit. He act like he didn't hear me. I said, <laughs> break a break of one nine. There's a snake in my cockpit. This is response. Shift gears and go higher. I said, this. Maybe he didn't hear me. I said, sir, there's a snake in my cockpit. Says, Shift gears and go higher. I said, boy, boy, I can't wait till I get back on this ground. I said, maybe you didn't hear me. I'm going to tell you them one more time. Sir, there's a snake in my cockpit. He said, I told you to shift gears. And go higher. And when I shift gears and I went higher, I saw the snake had died. And I need somebody to know God is telling you, you get ready to, and you get ready to go higher because you've been flying too low. And all the snakes around you are getting ready to fall off. It wasn't that they didn't like you, it was because they couldn't take the next level of altitude. Right where you think they're talking about you now, wait till you shift gears. Going down to that church, say, You just watch us shift gears. And there's some people in your life, they snakes. They stay close enough to you just in case. Just in case you make it to your destination. They can say, I knew you was going to make it. Tell somebody, We've been cleared for takeoff. Come on, give God praise. Give God praise. Everybody sit down for just a moment because I'm going to say this. Can you put my last, um, I put something that says 346. Can y'all put that image, 346? Look at that. That, that says 346. Somebody say 346. 346. And somebody want to know what that means. So you see the AM on that? I'm mad at God. Because he woke me up at 346. And we got to eliminate excuses. Exercise faith and get excited about our future. 
I got a whole lot I could say, but I, I, I don't have time. But at 346, this is what he told me. And I ain't scared of none of y'all. Um, this is what he said. He says, let me, just, let me just lead into this. A friend of ours, one of our church members, he's one of our associate ministers. It was his wife's, uh, it was their wedding anniversary. And he walked in my office. And he said to me, um, Pastor, look what I got um, Jerry for her, for her anniversary. I said, what you got, Doc? It was some bed sheets. I said, boy, you're going to get cussed out. <laughs> you, thought that was a, you thought that was a good wedding gift. Come on, talk to me now. <laughs> boy, boy, that ain't going to, I told him that ain't going to work. I mean, he was so excited. They, but they passed. They 1,200 count, man. I don't care if they was 50,000 count. Them is not going to work. Am I telling the truth, L? I would say this. If it was your birthday, how would you feel if somebody bought you a gift for the house? It ain't for you, right? So, ladies, on, on Father's Day, don't be buying us no home, no home Depot card cause, so we can do more work around the house. Don't do that. <laughs> I, I, I want to say this. I want to say this because I, I want to I I help right way undo the wrong way. Okay, I don't care. I can tell you. Anyway. You can have right way without these founders. Amen. How many of y'all grew up in a traditional Baptist church or Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal church, whatever? And on women day, everything that they collected for that day was for the, for the women's ministry or whatever the case may be. Am I correct? I, I want to shift this from, from, from church anniversary to pastors and founders celebration. Because if it were for, not for them, you wouldn't have right way. And I applaud you guys for, and let's give them the cash app and all of that. But this is what I heard God, put, the, put, put my time back up there at 3, 4 to 6 a.m. This is what he said to me. I said, you got to be kidding me. You couldn't tell me this at, at 1 p.m. yesterday. He told me, now, now this is where you exercise your faith and eliminate your fears. He says that everything that's collected today, tithes and offerings are supposed to go to them. Did y'all hear what I said? And that is biblical. They says they brought the tithe and offerings and sat it at the apostles' feet. And so I want to undo what has been the wrong way to fix it to be the right way. Today, every dime that is taken is supposed to go to them. Now, your response, listen to me. Y'all, uh-uh. Pastor John, I need y'all to hold up for a second. This is what I need you to understand. If you let your pride block what God told me to tell you, you're going to hinder what God wants to do on the acreage and the building that you guys want to get done. If you worry about what somebody's going to say, then you ain't ready. Did y'all hear what I said? What did I say? Every dime today Supposed to go to them. Now, somebody's working in the finance, but we got bills to pay. Where is your faith? Now, you got to believe for the budget. For the bills to be paid. 
it's easy, it's easy to count when you know you got it. But now, every ministry leader, whatever needs to be paid this week, you got to now believe God that God's going to meet the need of the ministry. But you don't have ministry if, if you don't take care of this ministry. for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.